Welcome back to Risers and Fallers, presented by Mojo on the Mojo Podcast Network. As always, I am joined by the lovely Dalton Cates. How you doing, Dalton? Dude, amazing, man. Always good to hop on with you, man. And uh, I like the hat, dude. I like the hat. It's looking, you, got the uh, you got the same one. <laughs> looking, very, looking very nice right now. So. Love to see it, bro. Yeah, I love this hat. Actually, actually, someone actually complimented me on this hat today. I had no idea what Mojo was. They loved it. There we go. There you go. Good, luck, good learning opportunity for them. We're looking, yeah, we're looking great out here, and people are loving it. All right, let's jump right into it here. Risers and Followers is usually a pretty fast-paced show, so let's just jump right into the goodness. Let's get into long or short. Long or short. All right, so it was a huge weekend for the Pittsburgh Steelers getting their future quarterback one in. Hopefully, I'm a Steelers fan, so hoping he pans out. But in terms of mojo, it was a huge weekend as well. Mitch Trubisky being benched in the second half for Kenny Pickett. Comes in, Pickett's up big on the week, up to $22. Uh, that's actually the last 24 hours. He's up, I think, over 20% over the last week. He's up really big. Uh, what do you think about his performance in general? Are you encouraged about his future on Mojo? What do you think? Dude, the ball didn't touch the ground. <laughs> it did it. passes, 10 completions, and three interceptions. But, I mean, the, the, the box score is not going to do him justice because if you look at all of the interceptions in which – took place they were all kind of fluky like hail mary claypool right. dropped one i forget what the other one was but it definitely was, was the other one place. was i would say it was kind of his fault i was yeah. at the game uh, i didn't say that on the show yeah i think you knew that uh but yeah claypool he threw a 50 50 ball to claypool that was definitely not his fault claypool just couldn't make the play uh hail mary on the last play of the game that doesn't count uh and then the only one i think was kind of his fault it was like second and 15 he had some internal pressure in the pocket, rolled out and kind of forced it to the Fryermuth and double coverage. Fryermuth still had his hands on the ball and it can't dropped off his hands and the defender caught it. Yeah. But I think it was kind of his fault just because he could have threw it away. Um, but still, not the most egregious in the world. It's not like he had a guy like open for a slant, like sail it 30 yards or nothing, nothing too bad. But yeah, definitely I would put the blame on him like 60% there. Yeah, he looks good. And and the thing is he's he's gonna look good in this offense because of the weapons around him, right? You have right. Fryermuth, you have Deontay, Claypool. I mean, he threw the ball to George Pickens too. Um out of the backfield. So it's it's all very encouraging. I'm I'm very optimistic long term that he can be at least like a somewhat average starter and be somewhat productive in this offense. I mean he looked just so much better than Mitchell Trubisky, like right off the bat. And now like we, we see that, we see that a lot though with, with these quarterbacks who come in in the first game, especially when teams are not preparing for them. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen to him these next few weeks. He's over his next uh, five games. He's playing the top three pass defenses. And then yeah. after that, he also has the eighth best pass defense 13th best. So it's like, he's his schedule's like, it's literally like the worst possible schedule that you can put yourself in as a rookie quarterback to start it actually is i saw a stat on twitter today um actually that said that it's the hardest schedule for a rookie quarterback since 1950 that's crazy so i mean they're literally throwing him into the belly of the beast immediately but Mm -hmm. i agree with you i think i'm very encouraged uh by you know like kenny pickett in in his first uh game here i think he's a really good buy on mojo currently again uh, sitting at $22 earlier this afternoon. I think that price is from around 3 p.m. today. Um, I think he's a really good buy right now, Mojo. I mean, I actually wrote a little bit about it in my QB update article and in the roundtable article. He's my buy this week. Um, I think he's just really cheap. I looked at all the second-year quarterbacks or first-year quarterbacks, and obviously he's the most expensive of any of the first-year quarterbacks because he's the only one who's you know been able to yeah. start so far. 
Um, but, you know, of those second-year starters, and basically just any young quarterback who's starting and playing football, he is the cheapest. The only one that is more expensive than him uh, – sorry. Yeah, the only one that's more expensive than him and I think is in a relatively similar price here is Justin Fields at $24, which is still a whole, you know, dollar and fifty cents ahead of Kenny Pickett. And he's been very disappointing so far this season. His stock is down a ton. So, I mean, as long as Kenny Pickett doesn't absolutely – be horrible at football i feel like he's a pretty safe buy currently i really like him uh let's move into some of these receiving options here some of those weapons that you mentioned earlier for kenny pickett first off let's go to his fellow rookie wide receiver george pickens up 10 percent in the last week had a pretty nice game what do you think yeah i mean it was really encouraging to see that and the thing is we, we've seen flashes of it right and you know everyone's like yo He's he's got he's got that dog in him, you know. The way I feel like every single week on Twitter, there, there there's a new video of him just absolutely just laying out some defender on some run play. Like yeah. it's it's like a run to the left, and he's on the right side of the formation. Cool. He just lays somebody out, like like nothing to do with the actual play, but it's like it's just that mentality that kind of kind of brings some. Um, and yeah, he also had an amazing catch. Like that catch was unbelievable. It was it was unbelievable catch. It was unreal. And, um, his opinion, though, yeah. was his seventh best of all time. Seventh best. Yeah, it was seventh best. Does that, is that what the, we've come come to agree on? Um, I think like I think like fourth or fifth. Like that was right, that was crazy. right. But, um, but uh, nonetheless, um, it was amazing. And in a preseason training camp, like he was he was doing great. And we kind of saw it this week when he's getting targeted that he was going to perform. I think that was the biggest issue within the first the first few weeks is like he's out there. He's as a week one starter as a, as a round two pick um he's earned his playing time and he's running routes but he's not getting targeted on these routes and we saw that switch a little bit this week so i'm encouraged and we always want to see these rookie receivers become efficient um on their routes when they're getting targeted and again like we're four weeks into his career so um it's all very encouraging um, I'm not sure if I'm going to put him on the level of the Drake Lemons and the Wilsons. I definitely would not. Um, not yet, but I think I think as we start to see more production and him to continue to earn targets within this offense, I think that that will really start to move the needle for him up. up. I hope so, but yes. Okay, buying or selling? Going long or shorting George Pickens? What do you think? Long, yeah. I, I'm longing right now. Yeah, I don't have I, any reason not to. I think is I think is a thing. <laughs> yeah, I gives us a reason not to. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason not to. Absolutely. All right, let's see here. Let's keep the let's keep the ball rolling here. Deontay Johnson up next. Wide receiver one in Pittsburgh, but he's down four percent on the week. What do you think about Deontay? Were you a little worried about his performance this week, or do you think he'll be just fine in the long run? No, no. I mean, Deontay's shown us over the past couple seasons that he's going to earn targets. Like he he's elite in the NFL at earning targets, and that's a skill. And on a week-to-week basis, like, if he has a down week, I mean, naturally there's a quarterback transition that, that might change a little bit. But at the end of the day, like, remember um, it was the first half of the first week and Mitchell Trubisky threw the ball to Deontay, like, once. And everyone's like, oh, is is, is Deontay, like, done? Like, what's going to happen? The second half, he's getting, like, eight targets. So um, I, think, I think it's the same thing that we saw with Pickett going in there. It is a down game. Deontay is so good at getting open and commanding those targets he's going to be fine. He is the wide receiver one in this offense. Yep. Um, Pickens and Claypool are both good players, and Pickens could eventually become that guy, but until, until something changes. No, Deont- Deontay's a stud. He's, he's going to get his. I totally agree. I'm going along with Deontay. Not worried at all. Let's keep moving here. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, he's been really impressive to me so far this season. What do you think? Going long or short, or do you think he's kind of properly priced at the moment? I think he's properly priced. I um, 
I think he's a good player. I don't know how amazing he is. And it, he's, he's been very like encouraging in, in his second yeah. year, especially within this offense. Like, yeah, this is a guy who can be like a Dallas Goddard, you know, maybe like a TJ Hawkinson type player. Um, he's not going to be as super efficient on his targets. Um, and I think that's the biggest concern with him. And that, that's where the athleticism comes into play. And that's, that's where we see guys like Kelsey Waller, Kittle, Andrews, these guys who just are better athletes and they're able to be more efficient on these targets because um, they're able to do more, especially after the catch. And that, that's the biggest difference between Frymuth and, and those guys. But there's no reason why Frymuth can't be in that second tier of like really good tight end who every single week is garnering five, six targets and, you know, being productive um, within the offense. Yeah, absolutely agree with you there. All right, let's keep it moving here. Najee Harris down another uh, 1% this week. Um, been a little disappointing to start the year. What do you think about Najee, his usage? Maybe a little bit more checkdowns with Pickett, maybe a little less checkdowns. What do you think? I've been worried about Najee for a while now. And, I mean, I think I think we've seen his price drop quite a bit, and I, I still am not sure if I if there's a point right now where I would long him. I think I think shorting is potentially the move. Um, he's 24 years old already, so he already came out right. at an older age. And he's – he hasn't proven that he's actually like anything better than an average running back in the league so far. Again, like you can easily point to the Steelers offensive line. And I think that's fair, but like also Jalen Warren is getting more involved. And, and Najee Harris last year led all running backs in touches and it wasn't really even that close. And they, they said heading into the year, they were going to cut that down. He had that was frantic issue in training camp. And it seems like it's one of those things where if that is still an issue, like there, there could be in the second snap of next game that, that, that pops up again and he's prone to re-injury and yeah. how does that affect his value in the future? And what happens if Jalen Warren comes on and starts balling out? Like, I don't think Najee's somehow going to lose his workhorse role anytime soon, but like if, if Jalen Warren's getting five, six touch, six, seven touches a game, like that potentially eats into the, the upside and the value of Najee. Yeah, I agree. I think he actually might be a short right now. Uh, like you mentioned, older running back, it's usually a kind of a sign for a short. It's just the way Mojo works. Mm-hmm. And I kind of lean that way with Najee Harris, even though he's a couple years into his career. All right, that's the Steelers talk. Let's move into sell, sell, sell. Sell, sell, sell. All right, up first on sell, 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 I'm going to give you three players. You're going to give me a rapid fire take. Do you think it's a good sell or do you like just your kind of take on the player? Up first, I have Matthew Stafford. Fell out of the $100 club on Mojo this past week. Has been off to a rocky start to the season. What do you think about Matthew Stafford? Bye. <laughs> I'm long. Yeah, yeah. I um, I think it'll be fine. Um, the, I think the offensive line's an issue. Maybe that elbow is an issue. But, I mean, he's he's proven he's been good for a while. So, in a small sample, I mean, he, he clearly didn't look good. But but also, like, quarterbacks have bad games. Like, like it happens. They have bad stretches. Like, I remember Patrick Mahomes. Like, you remember Patrick Mahomes last year? Like, the first, like – four or five weeks, everyone's oh, yeah. like, the Chiefs suck. Like, they aren't good. Patrick Mahomes not the same player. And then, like, the second half. It's just, like, I'm not sure it's to that extent with Stafford, but, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, for me, this isn't really a long-term sell. It's more of a, I, I yeah. need to see some more. I think he might continue trending downward until things get better is what I'm trying to say. But, yeah, I, I totally agree with the take. I think that he easily could write the ship and be just fine this year. The thing I actually wrote about a little bit in the in the, the roundtable article this week, if you guys haven't seen that, the uh, 
well, it's not out yet, I don't think, but you, you saw it. You, you looked at it probably. Uh, I just said that, you know, I think the the lack of involvement for Allen Robinson is a problem for him. He's, he's kind of having to force it to Higby and Cup and a little bit to Skoranek, but yeah. no other – he's not really getting a lot of support. And I think the running game also, along with the offensive line, is really hindering that and kind of forcing him to throw the ball more than he would like to and into riskier situations. But until that gets fixed, I'm a little worried, but I think he'll be just fine. He's a great quarterback. Yeah, it's a legitimate concern. All right, up next, another Ram, uh, Cam Akers, man. He, he's been torpedoing down, um, but I just don't think it's going to continue to – I don't think it's going to go up. I think it's going to continue to go down. He just doesn't look good. I don't know. I mean, again, the offensive line is struggling. Daryl Henderson hasn't done much either, but it's just not been what we've wanted for Cam Akers, and he just has not looked good at all with the touches. What do you think? Yeah, um, I saw a stat on Twitter, and I would love to give credit to the right person to do this, but I, off the top of my head, I do not remember. <laughs> but the thing was – it, and one thing that was really interesting was uh, running backs – or percentage of carries in which running back gained one or fewer yards, and Cam Akers was number two on that list at 31.6, <laughs> and number one was James Robinson. So both guys, really? Achilles, interesting. Um, didn't do that. And I was like, okay, that's a very interesting stat. And then the player who had the least amount of carries that went for one or fewer yards was Daryl Henderson at 5.9%, which was surprising to me. Um, so... I thought that I thought that was interesting, and I mean, their current—I mean, Cam Akers is being utilized as, as a running back in between the tackles right now. It's Daryl Henderson is the one that's running all the routes. Um, he's run like the six most routes in the NFL right now. So, and I think that was part of Akers, um, you know, upside. And, and the part that made it fun was he was a really good pass catching back coming out of Florida State, and we're not seeing that now. He's kind of put in this grinder role. They activated Malcolm Brown. Who knows what's going to happen when Kyron Williams comes back? This yeah. offense just hasn't started clicking yet um yeah i think i think short term you have to be concerned and i think there's a lot of things that acres has to do and has to confirm to us before we really start to fully believe that he can be back to the player that we originally thought yep i totally agree with that okay let's move on here last one real quick before we get out of here derrick henry he's very expensive he has a lot of future value left for a running back who's really really old i feel like he'll be on board for this one thoughts yeah um yeah, I think I think the Titans offense is I, I'm definitely a sell on this. And the Titans offense is is a is a reason why. Um, especially with Taylor Lewan, you know, being out. Uh right. I think that that hurts him. Traylon Perks being out actually like hurts him as well because now like the offense isn't gonna be as efficient. Um passing attack does not have AJ Brown anymore. Like like the, the Titans offense is is not good. He's 28 years old coming off an injury um it's like and he just hasn't looked as good so far yet this year um so yeah i think i think henry's probably a fade especially just considering his age and everything Uh, yeah absolutely it's mostly just the age for me you know he he's gonna get broken down at some point obviously he still looks pretty good but you know father time's undefeated and he still has a lot of future production value left so it's a sell for me but that's going to do it for another episode of Risers and Fallers presented by Mojo. Dalton, as always, thank you for coming on, my man. And we will catch you guys next Wednesday. See you. You must be 21 or older to gamble. You must be in New Jersey to trade on Mojo. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.